Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Hey, what's up, League of Wildness? Wildman Dan here, and welcome back to the Live Wild or Die podcast. Guys, we just wrapped up the Wild Day Challenge. That was 21 days of wildness. And for those of you that do not know about the Wild Day Challenge, essentially what it was is it was a challenge to work out outside every day for 21 days in a row. And how we did it was we committed, we set our own time commitment for how much time we want to work out outside. And it really could be anything. It could be walking, running, yoga, stretching, pocket monkey two, monkey 360, whatever it is, MB twos, whatever you have, whatever you were psyched on. The idea was just get outside, move and be active. And we had about 700 folks participate from all over the world. And Kim and I were talking about this and we felt like it kind of was something like this has kind of been the missing piece to the wild gym and formerly monkey brand. You know, we really, especially if you look back at our Kickstarter videos and all that, like the outdoors were always such a big emphasis. And then we kind of had this drift towards more of a home slash indoor focus, but man, I just seen this challenge and the energy, excitement, enthusiasm. It's a, it's really getting, it's really making it obvious that you know, the wild gym, our roots are in the wild. And that's what we really want to lean into from this point going forward. So thank you everyone that participated in the challenge. Again, the group was just, just dripping, oozing with positivity. And yeah, you guys really, uh, exceeded our expectations by magnitudes of order. So again, thank you to everyone. And this episode is really just uh, an exercise of getting back on the mic, just kind of sharing what I've been up to uh, in my own training, some insights I've had, and yeah, keeping the conversation of wildness flowing. So back to the training front here. One thing, one thing I've been really consistent on since probably early May is essentially trying to get outside as close as possible to sunrise and get as much sun exposure as possible in those early hours of the day. So right now the sun is rising at about, it's like 531, 533 AM. So usually I'm outside before that. So between 530 and six, I'm out the door. Our house faces East. So I go out, I just stand in the grass. Typically I'll do, I'll uh, partake in the ancient practice of squaffy. Well, I'll enjoy my morning brew and a deep squat looking east, getting the sun on my skin and my eye. And I'll really just make a very conscious, very conscious effort to just spend as much time outside as possible again during these early hours of the morning. And two things I've noticed. One is I'm probably the tannest I've ever been in my life. And the asterisk I want to put next to that is I've really slowly built this up over time. So as as the sun was starting to get higher in the sky, more intense, uh, in the spring, I was outside as much as possible with my shirt off, which <laughs> you guys probably uh, recognize that if you pay any attention to our Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> but, uh, shout out to, uh, to Brock, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I've, I've kind of really slowly built this up. So it wasn't like, you know, I'm spending hours outside in the sun after winter, 
it was a very kind of gradual buildup. I was very conscious of avoiding sunburn. We definitely have skin cancer in our family. And that's something I'm just very conscious of. And I've, I've even had things dealt with. It's all good though. But, uh, I, I don't have cancer for the record. Just, uh, just to clarify in case that anyone, uh, mistook that statement. Anyways, I've been very conscious about building up the sun exposure and this tan, but I feel really good. So that's kind of the first thing I've noticed from just this really conscious effort of spending more out time, excuse me, spending more time outside, getting that regular sun exposure. And the second thing is, man, my sleep is like awesome. It's deep. It's like a baby. I mean, I'm just out and to be honest, if I'm being honest and transparent, my sleep hygiene hasn't been as good as it typically has, uh, for the past several months. And specifically I've been reading on my phone before bed, which the reason why I've been doing that is one, I, uh, from the fire, I don't have my Kindle. And, uh, so I would read on my Kindle previously, but now I don't have that. So I've been using my phone. It does have the nighttime mode. It's a new iPhone 13. So it does have the nighttime mode and it goes into that kind of anti or nighttime mode. So it's got that more orange glow. I think it has, my understanding is there's less blue light being emitted, which tends to have the negative effect towards sleep and circadian rhythm and all those things. If you're exposed to too much at night, but I've been reading on my phone, but man, it's like a few minutes. I'm reading this book called finger fingerprints of the gods and a really fascinating book, but I'll read for even just a few minutes and some, a few times I've dropped my phone on my face. I'll just pass out so hard. So I don't know how correlated the sun exposure is with the sleep, but it certainly is there. So something I just want to share, if you are struggling with sleep, I'll say that one more time. If you are struggling with sleep, maybe consider trying to get some sun on your skin, some sun in your eyes first thing in the morning and kind of like expose your body to the rhythm of the day and see if that helps with sleep. And then also maybe turn off the phone, turn off the TV, get off the screens. At least well, one idea I have with that actually is with the screen thing is like, instead of focusing on like time to bedtime, try and keep it consistent with the sunset. So if the sun sets it, I don't know, it sets it, I think eight or eight thirty now, here in Colorado, I try and turn things down around that time. I, that'd be just an inter interesting experiment, right? Where you're, you're kind of matching what's going on outside in the natural world with technology. So again, something to consider on the training front. This has been, uh, something the last few years I've really been probably the most consistent with is just getting out first thing in the morning on a hike, on a run, on a ruck, whatever it is. And that, that can be kind of combined with that sun exposure, right? So especially as it started to get warmer, it's so awesome. Just that, get that morning sun, just head out on the trail with Doug, the friendly beast. And, uh, the views are awesome of the continental divide. And, uh, yeah, I've really made that a very, very consistent practice. And even if it's just 10, 20 minutes up to, you know, an hour, hour and a half, depending on what I have going on. But that has been probably the most consistent thing I've been doing on like 
or that fitness training element. And then what I've been into kind of over the last month is get out, wake up, get outside, go for my walk, run, hike, ruck, whatever it is, come back home and just do kind of this 10 to 20 minute more body weight focused little training circuit. So typically that'll involve 360 and or pockets, pull-ups, some push-ups, maybe some kettlebells, but I've got this custom prototype I made. It's kind of like this wall mounted dashboard for your monkey gear, for your wild gym gear. So it makes 360 super easy to adjust. It's got a pull-up bar so you can use pocket monkey. You can also use pocket monkey on the rungs. It's, it's, it's similar to like a, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to botch the term. Is it a Swedish ladder? Let me look this up real quick. It's like this wooden, I gotta, I gotta find the name. It's this wooden like gymnastics device. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's a Swedish. Let's see. Yeah. Swedish, Swedish ladder is essentially this wall mounted ladder with a pull-up bar that comes off the top. It's used in gymnastics, but it's essentially a version of that, that I had made custom. Ours is made out of steel, but the idea is it's like it makes it super easy to set up 360 and adjust the height because you have all these rungs to play with. And then the pull-up bar is actually modular, so it's super easy to snap on and off. And also it's kind of like a semi-permanent setup as well, so you can have it a little bit more solid. But it's a very narrow profile, so it mounts between two wall studs. So it's 16-inch profile, so it's a little bit slimmer than most of these Swedish ladders, but... It's kind of like this dashboard for all your gear, 360 pocket. So definitely uh, revealing a little bit from the X lab there, but I use this thing every day and it's so awesome because it just makes it so easy to uh, not have to set up on a door and all that. And we just, to be honest, we don't have a great door at our house. There's one that comes off the garage that's decent, but uh, this dashboard wild ladder is just uh, the next level. So stoked to share more about that coming up. But yeah, so I'll do this kind of very simple, kind of more body weight calisthenics focus with some 360 in there for rotational movement. And then, uh, like I said, pocket pull-ups, whatever it is. And then, uh, typically I'll do maybe like a second workout later in the day, but they're not, they're not really exceptionally hard. Like that's, that's the thing I was, we were out to dinner with some friends the other day and they're asking like, what do you do for training? You know? And I said, I don't really work out that hard that often. I just work out a lot at a pretty low intensity. And again, I, I, I don't want to, uh, uh, I guess assume too much or kind of preach too much here. Cause I have a unique situation where I have a pretty flexible schedule. So I get it. Like if you have a job, that's more of kind of that nine to five or where you can't be as flexible during the workday, I understand it's a lot more challenging. So I would, if you do have a more challenging work schedule, I would encourage you to consider playing more with that micro workout philosophy and just find those little pockets where you can sneak in a little bit of movement, a few reps here and there throughout the day. Cause they really do add up. And I think, uh, you don't have to end every workout in a pool of sweat. You should definitely do that occasionally, but it's just, if you can aggregate and accumulate that movement, it's just gonna, it all counts. And it's really gonna have a lot of long-term positive respect or results, excuse me, long-term positive results. 
I love this time of year because you start getting all the fruits, fresh local vegetables. We've just been crushing stone fruit, peaches, nectarines. There's actually like some of the best potatoes I've ever had are grown in Colorado. They have them at Whole Foods, but pretty simple. Like we just, we really have been trying to lean into that like seasonal eating pattern where we basically go to the store, what's in season, what's on sale. We fill up on that and then include just kind of the standard proteins, beef, chicken, eggs, pork occasionally. And, uh, I haven't ordered it for a while, but I was ordering Buffalo from wild idea, Buffalo shout out to those guys. They're, uh, they're essentially wild Buffalo the way they're raised. So if you are looking for kind of like the best meat option, I would definitely consider wild idea. And I've seen other ones. There's definitely other ones I've seen at whole foods specifically, but the way wild idea is raising their Buffalo, the way they do their field harvest, it's just, you can taste it. So something to check out, uh, especially folks in the U S I international, I do not think they ship internationally. So sorry guys. So kind of going back here to the wild day challenge, just some, some highlights and some reflections that this is actually some stuff Kim had highlighted. So she just sent me this. I wanted to kind of share my reflection of her reflection, but I think the biggest thing that we saw was just this shift of mental habits and mindset. You know, I think what I didn't want to happen with the challenge was everyone commits to like an hour of outside training and then, you know, life happens, you can't get out. And then you, you basically don't do anything because you couldn't hit that hour. What we saw was a lot of people being like, you know what? I com- I committed to maybe 30 minutes today. You know, I had to take my kid to see the doctor or whatever it is. And uh, I only got out for five minutes, but Hey, I still got out and that's a win. And that's exactly the type of mindset that's going to lead to that continual improvement, that continual growth. And again, the long term consistent results. So that was really encouraging to see. And I'm glad, I think the community really helped foster that. So you guys, you guys definitely did not have this binary mindset of either yes or no. It was like, so that something is better than nothing. And I think that's really the, what it's about. You know, if you can be 70 to 90% consistent over your lifetime average, that's, that's going to be so profound versus if you're like a hundred percent consistent for these 30 day chunks and then the other 11 months of the year, it's like zero or 10%. So definitely, I think just for anything that would fall under like the health, wellness, fitness category, if you can hit 70 to 90% consistency, you're, you're going to win whatever it is you're trying to win at. You're going to win. Oh, this is something else I want to talk about or touch back on. So I mentioned how we really, it was really eye opening to see folks with people's just energy and enthusiasm of getting outside. And Kim and I talked about it for a while. We've had actually several conversations about it, but it's something we really want to lean into. And of course, with your feedback, kind of even shift 
the brand and product line to be much more conducive to that. I, we definitely, I think if you look at like 360 and even the new pocket monkey Two, at least how it's built with the door anchor, it's very, it's bomber on the door. The new outdoor anchor is awesome as well. So pocket monkey Two definitely has that indoor outdoor duality to it, but I don't know. I still think we can take it to the next level. So I'm already exploring some new designs. I've actually got a pack I'm working on. It's essentially like a hip pack, trail running pack. So basically you can easily fit in pocket monkey, an outdoor anchor. You could fit in monkey bars. You could fit in monkey bars too. It just would make it really easy to throw that stuff, get out, whether it's on your local path, on the trail, whatever. You can easily stop, set up, get in some reps, and then continue on your way. So keep an eye out for that. And again, any feedback you guys might have would be eternally, we'd be eternally grateful for you sharing that. (sighs) League of Wildness, it's been a pleasure the past 21 days. And again, we're going to be getting another challenge together here soon. So please keep an eye out for the feedback questionnaire. We'll be sending it out via email. We'll pin it to the Facebook group as well. If you're members of that and guys, even if you didn't do the challenge, I'd encourage you to join the group. It's just, it's a great, well, wild. It's a wild group of people again, from all over the world. And I learned a lot, just got a ton of awesome ideas. The creativity was extremely inspiring. So if that's something you're looking for, I would Excuse me. Encourage you to join that Facebook group. It's called the Wild Day Challenge. I can link it in the show notes as well. All right, guys. Let's keep the conversation going. Keep the wildness flowing. And I'll see you guys out there. Rock on. Rock on. <laughs>